Let's talk about us. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About Us with Uche, a platform that I've created for myself in order to spread knowledge and empowerment. Today, I'm going to be talking about the current COVID-19 that the world, the whole world right now is suffering from. First off, I do want to address the naming of the virus because it seems like there's a lot of misconceptions going on and misunderstanding as well. So coronavirus is a group of viruses that's been around for a while. This is not the first pandemic that's happened from the coronavirus. Um... This particular group of or subgroup of corona of the coronavirus is called SARS, SARS CoV 2, which is Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome Coronavirus 2. Um, and the disease that it causes is COVID 19. So, sort of like HIV is the virus that causes AIDS. So, AIDS and HIV are not the same thing. One is a virus and one is a disease that, that is caused by the virus. Sort of like the same way that COVID-19 is the disease that is being caused by the SARS-CoV-2. So it's called the Novel virus because it's new. It's the brand, the newest, newest addition to the family of the coronavirus. So yes, the actual um, virus itself is sars CoV-2, which is part of the coronavirus family. And the coronavirus has been around for a while. This is not the first outbreak of the coronavirus. And the disease that is causing right now is called COVID-19, COVID sorry, COVID-19. So that being said, I do want to shout out all the essential workers all around the world, the doctors and nurses, the police officers, everyone in their own ways that have been contributing and helping fight this virus and contain this virus. I do know that this is very difficult. This is a very difficult time, and everyone is is impacted, every single one, both rich, poor, um, every country, every nationality, every ethnicity, every religion. I do want to shout out to everyone who is risking their lives to save others. Thank you very much. You're truly appreciated. And this also goes to all the people working in the fast food places, the people working in the um, shopping centers for food, you know, groceries and stuff like that. Thank you all, every single one of you, securities, every single one of you, everyone that is contributing in maintaining peace as the world goes through this pandemic. Thank you. And I have also been seeing a lot of people, especially young people who are not taking this pandemic serious. Um, yes, I think the CDC did report that about 80% of people who get this this um does COVID-19 eventually recover? Um, so a lot of people, especially a lot of young people, are not taking this serious. First of all, just because you're young and in quote-unquote good health does not guarantee you surviving this virus. This is a brand new virus. This this strain of virus is brand new that your that human body has not been exposed to. So there's no saying how you will react to it or will not react to it. So everything we're doing right now, everything everyone is saying right now is actually based on educated guests. So you may be an exception. That's one. Secondly, you may actually survive the virus, but someone in your family may not. An essential worker may not. 
you know, and it's very important that we all collectively survive this in time so that the economy of the country and the world at large can get back to what it used to be. Because if you don't get sick from this, you will be impacted one way or the other when the economy of the countries collectively, globally start falling. You know, like your government checks, your your free health care, free education, free whatever it is that you're used to getting from the government. You realize that even though you survived the virus, there's still an economic impact that no one is exempt from. So it's extremely important that everyone, every single person, take this seriously, wash your hands, practice social distancing. If you're sick, stay at home. Please stay at home, self-isolate, take your vitamins or immune boosters. I take immune boosters every day just to help my immune system, just in case. If you start feeling any type of symptoms, just go to your convenience store and take as much medications as possible and try to contain the virus if you can. If it gets out of hand, then you can go to the hospital. But if if it's not that serious, just stay at home and let, the, let whatever um, medications or... Uh, services that are available be given to the people who are actually needed, like people who are much older or have other pre-existing conditions. So please, it's extremely important that we all get together and try to beat this thing before it beats us. Again, you may think that you're young, you may think that you're healthy, and you may think that you're going to be part of that 80% that will survive this. Perhaps you will survive it, but it's important to understand that you're not the only one in this community as well. There are other people who are being impacted. So it's important that you don't spread this. You may not die from it. It's important that you don't spread it to other essential workers who who your livelihood, all of our livelihoods depend on. Because what happens when they start dying, when they start quitting, the economy is going to crash. And you will directly or indirectly feel it one way or the other. So please, let's take this serious. I have been watching a lot of news from all, all around the world. And what I'm saying is not pretty at all. Um, even countries like the U.S. I, I mean, the U.S. is a first world country, a very powerful country. And we're still struggling right now. I'm seeing things in um, places like New York, California. It's a madhouse. And when you're seeing big countries like the U.S., France, Spain, Italy, you know, the U.K., scratching their heads it's it's almost it's almost unimaginable what what uh the developing countries are are going through right now as i've mentioned before i'm nigerian and i've been watching a lot of nigerian news and it's so sad seeing some of the things going on um in nigeria right now i i actually i'm actually quite scared for the people who live in nigeria right now because i feel like the the biggest problem in nigeria is not even the virus itself i feel like poverty is going to be the biggest problem um, that's going to be associated with this this pandemic because um, if people if you don't know about Nigeria, a lot of people depend on leaving their homes every day in order for them to make a livelihood for that day. If you don't leave your home and hustle that day, you don't you don't make food for your, you and your family. So right now, the government in Nigeria it's not just Nigeria, but a lot of governments are forcing their citizens to be shut down and stay home which is not very practical because you're making these people stay at home. You're not providing them with any food, no money, no nothing. You know, so the people are just starving and they're, they're, they're just angry. There's a lot of chaos and I'm seeing a lot of news. Actually this morning, I was seeing a lot of people getting robbed and that's just becoming worse and worse. And the sad thing is that this virus is not going to go away anytime soon. Um, as it's looking, it looks like this is going to be going on for the next two, three or four months. And hopefully it doesn't last, um, into the fall. So it's really unfortunate all these things that are going on. This is 20, 2020. This is just the fourth month in 2020, and all these crazy things are going on. 
in my opinion, I think this is just a reminder of how messed up this world is, how far we've strayed from God. I'm not trying to sound like a Jesus freak, but I do believe in God. I do. I'm a very spiritual person, and I do think that there's a lot of evil and hurt in the world. And I feel like these little things are just a reminder of how far we've we've strayed from God, and how far we've strayed from spirituality, and how far we've we've replaced God with everything materialistic and everything just so frivolous. Um, but it's very important that we all keep collectively as the world community stay strong and survive this because this too shall pass let's just not leave a lot of damages while it does pass in this episode i do want to share a couple of things that i have learned as a result of this pandemic i am i'm really a nobody i don't have any type of social influence political influence i don't have money like that so it's not like i'm in the position to do much and make a lot of impact in people's lives. So this is really, this platform is one of my only ways to give back to the world. So whatever knowledge that I can get, maybe from my friends or research, and I can just pass it along. So I feel like this is my way of giving back to the community in a time where we all need to stick together. One of the things that I do, I have learned from this pandemic is do not get too comfortable with the way things are. You know, your life may seem perfect today, but it may not be perfect tomorrow. One little thing can change everything. You know, it's really crazy to think that a few months ago, life was going perfectly. People were getting on the plane, traveling. People were going to the movies, going to the restaurants, going on dates. You know, um, proms were happening, graduations, birthdays. People were just living their normal lives. And fast forward to a few months later, and none of those things are possible. People are literally just stuck at home and people are losing their jobs. A lot of people can't pay their rent. I think I, I was watching the news the other day. It said that over 30% of Americans were not able to pay their rent. This this is just crazy. Most people did not imagine that their lives would be so shaken up so drastically the way it has. So it's very important to, you know, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to fear monger and I'm not trying to, you know, have people on the edge of their seats, but I think it's very important to not get too comfortable. Always plan ahead. Think about the future. Yes, right now, life may seem perfect right now, but it may not always seem perfect or be perfect tomorrow. So it's very important to think ahead. I like to think really far ahead. I like to think 5, 10, 20, 30 years ahead and make plans. I'm the type of person that likes to make plan A's all the way through through Z. I don't just make plan A and B. You know, maybe the anxiety in me or the paranoia in me just doesn't let me um, rest without making a lot of plans to make sure that I'm well covered. Um, that being said, it's important that people save. I, I talk to all my good friends about this and my family. It's important that you save. It doesn't matter how much you make. But always make sure you put money aside in case of rainy days. I remember reading somewhere that you're supposed to have at least six months rent in your bank account or your savings account or something like that. But it's, it, it doesn't have to be just six months. You know, the more the better, of course. You know, but it's the most important thing is that you have money set aside just in case of rainy days. Make sure you have enough money to take care of yourself. Make sure you have enough money to pay your rent or your mortgage in case you lose your job, in case your life gets shaken up by maybe um, loss of a loved one or a health problem or something like that you can always bounce back you know that way you don't have to depend on loans or or family all the time it's it's it, those are blessed it's a blessing to have those options of course but you don't want to you know you don't want to just run to to beat that person who is always dependent on family or friends 
at all times. You want to be as independent as possible. So the only way to do this is to make sure that you're well-grounded, you're well-covered, save up. You know, if you make $1,000 a month, make sure maybe you can put $20 away or $50 away into a savings account and just discipline yourself, stay disciplined, and make sure that that money is just only designated for emergency. The second thing that I have learned as a result of this pandemic is what you do for a living does matter. I remember when I was in college and I saw a lot of students that would pick one major and then two years later switch to a different major and then switch to a different major and then these these students would end up staying four, five, six, seven. Is I actually remember one one student that stayed there for at least ten years and this was this was a community college. I do agree that while it's important for you to take your time to choose what it is that you're going to be doing for a living, make sure you choose something realistic. Seriously, do your research, ask questions, interview people who have the same career that you're aspiring to follow. Research to find out how much money they make for a living. And I do understand that money is not everything, but money definitely is very important. It's important for you to know if that amount of money is something that you can work with. You know, you're going to have a spouse. You're probably going to have a family, children. Can you, are you able to have the kind of life that you dreamed to have as an adult with that kind of income? Do your research to find out what a daily routine for that kind of career is is this something that you can see yourself doing is it is it a type of career that you're going to be really excited going to work in the morning um on a monday morning is it is it a type of career that you're going to be extremely excited that it's friday you know because you don't like the kind of job that you're going to be doing remember a career is something that you're basically going to you know do for the rest of your life so if you don't like it more than likely you're going to be stuck with it and unless if you want to start all over again which means that you're probably going to spend a lot of money out of pocket and probably spend a lot of time that you may not necessarily have especially when you've gotten much older Another thing that I did learn from this is that who you work for matters. Um, a lot of people are being laid off, and it's very unfortunate. I, my, my heart cries out to everyone who's lost their jobs. But at the same time, too, there are a lot of people who have been opportuned to still be employed and be able to work from home and be able to get paid. A lot of that has to do with the type of job that you do. Um, I do understand that there, there's a lot of there's a lot of jobs out there that you're not necessarily able to do from outside the site that you actually do have to show up in person. But ultimately, who you work for matters. While a lot of people are constantly losing their jobs left and right, there are some companies, some big companies who can actually afford to give their employee alternate working options. You know, like maybe you can work from home or maybe you can be temporarily laid off. You're not fired. You're just you're just at home, maybe collecting um, leave pay or or not getting paid for the time being and then have to eventually go back to work. But. There are certain companies that will be able to afford that. So ultimately, who you work for does matter. Another thing I do want to talk about is loneliness. Now, I talk about loneliness a lot with my peers. And when I talk about loneliness, I, I like to talk about lo loneliness as a type of disease that is, everyone can be a victim of. But I feel like this is way more common in the Western world, you know, places like America. And the reason why I'm talking about this right now is because in a very individualized society like the U.S. Um, we're taught to mind our business, stay in our lanes, you know, stranger danger type of behavior, as opposed to a lot of places in, say, like Africa, Asia, and even some parts of Latin America where people 
have a community a sense of community you know like a family extended family sense of community where everyone is all up in everybody else's business and this may not necessarily work for everyone i understand that you know different personalities and stuff but here in america a lot of people don't necessarily have that sense of connection there's no sense of brotherhood sisterhood sense of belonging a lot of people end up being very lonely and even sometimes it looks like there's that connection but it's also very superficial you know it's on the surface these are people that you have fun with you drink with you smoke with you travel with but when it all gets down to it you know they're not necessarily people you can connect with on a deeper level when things are very personal, when you need a shoulder to cry on, when you need to talk to somebody, when you need to rant, when you need to vent, you know, that type of brotherhood, that type of sisterhood, that type of family, that unity, you know, a lot of people are missing that. Maybe out of fear of being judged or looked at a certain type of way, you know, and, and people people end up not having the most genuine relationships. I've seen that happen so many times. Matter of fact, I remember a few month, a few months ago, actually, I went to... A brunch someone invited him to a brunch and during this brunch he was introducing me to another friend of his he did say that as one of his best friends is known for like he's known this guy for about seven years now and one thing led to another and they started fighting and then he punched the guy in the face and I was like yo what kind of friendship is this you know I don't know about you but I don't want to be in, in, in that kind of relationship where a person who I consider as my friend is not able to resolve conflict in a mature way and embarrassing both of us in public especially in front of people that you've never met before that is so sad so what i'm saying is a lot of people end up forcing themselves into relationships that they don't belong in you know these relationships are coined out of convenience you know just so you can say that you have somebody but there's no real deep connection in that relationship i was also reading an article a few days ago that was saying that domestic abuse has gone super high in america um since this whole pandemic has has started happening and the reason why is because a lot of people are not in happy relationships they're not in happy marriages you know you're forced to live with somebody that you're not in love with you know and before this pandemic it's it you know it's a situation where um both partners can't wait to leave the house because they can't stand each other you know and then when they get home they go straight to bed or something like that but there's always some type of activity everyday activity that separates them but now because of this lockdown a lot of people are forced to be at home and forced to be in each other's presence there's there's a lot of enmity there's a lot of um foul energy in the room and you know it's only a matter of time it blows up me personally i live alone and that's a choice that i've made myself you know I, I i've worked on my loneliness i'm i'm never bored matter of fact i remember somebody was asking me if i'm if i'm ever bored i'm like no i always have so many things to do you know i talk um about these kind of issues i do a lot of research i record my podcast i listen to podcasts i listen to audiobooks I love YouTube videos. I'm watching movies. I'm catching up on sleep. I'm working from home. There's always so many things to do. And the reason why I'm able to overcome this loneliness because I, I had to work on that loneliness. You know, growing up in my teenage years, I found myself forcing myself into relationships that didn't really you know, fit right for me. So instead of me forcing myself into those relationships, I made peace with my loneliness. I, I worked on being alone and knowing what it, it feels like to be alone and making the best out of it, you know, working on myself as a person. So now I am more than comfortable being alone that I don't need to fill my life with a bunch of people that I don't really care for or don't care for me. I feel like that's something that a lot of people need to work on. It's very important that you make friends with your loneliness. When you become comfortable being alone, 
then you're more likely to be in a happy relationship with people. And then that brings me to another topic. Who you have in your circle does matter. Me as a person, I don't really, I'm not the type of person that has a lot of friends. I have very few people I call friends, you know, maybe like four or five people that I actually consider close friends. And before I call someone my friend, you know, there's got to be a few things that I admire about that person. You know, it's got to be somebody who's adding something to my life. It can't just be somebody that, you know, every time I'm with them, it's always a good time, you know, just like drinking or just having fun only. No, it has to be somebody who's contributing to my life, giving me knowledge and inspirations, motivation, putting me on and vice versa you know i don't like to be in, acquainted with people that i feel like i have to walk an eggshell around you know and I, i'm pretty confident i'm a very comfortable confident person i'm comfortable with myself that's why I've, I've been able to develop the mindset that i have so when i go seeking it's not like i look for friends but like when friendship does happen it happens so organically because i'm not desperate to be um to call anyone my my friend and the people i'm looking for as friends are not also not desperate to be seen as somebody's friend and also family i've learned over the years that you know not be, just because somebody is your blood doesn't necessarily mean that they're family and there are also people who are not blood that that i have adopted as family you know so basically if there's negativity there's negative energy let them go if there's positive energy adopt them you know so i've met that i've met that positivity that positive mindset that positive attitude my watchword so it's very important for me it's been very important for me over the years to look out for positive energy positive vibes so i've adopted a lot of people in my life who contribute to me as a person as i have also contributed to them as well because you know it's a two-way street and in the end these are not too many people it could be a total of four or five or six or something like that you know you don't have to have i don't think that anyone realistically has hundreds and thousands of friends those hundreds and thousands of people on Instagram and, and Facebook, those are just social media cheerleaders, basically. Those are not the people that you have uh, an intimate relationship with at the end of the day. So it's important that you watch who your circle is. You know, I like to think that the smaller the circle, the better. You know, quality is always better than quantity. Uh, like I said, you know. Um, very few people in your circle, people who you can be yourself with and they can be your, them, themselves with, people who can motivate you, people who want the best for you and vice versa. So who you have in your circle do, definitely does matter. And another thing, too, is while you have these people in your circle, it's extremely important that you check up on them in times like this, you know. And while you're checking up on them, offer help if you can. Like, you may actually be the person who is still employed and being paid, but your friend or family member has lost their job, is not being, is not able to eat or something like that. You may not necessarily be able to pay their rent, but you can definitely help them out with groceries or, you know, share a place for them to live if that's something that you could do. You know, something within your power that you could do because th this is the time that you're able to redeem yourself as a family or a friend, or a person, a well-wisher, a person who genuinely cares. And vice versa, if you're the type of person that you know you're struggling but you know someone in your circle that has what it takes to help you out, don't be afraid to ask them. And that's another thing. That's that's a test to know if that's somebody that that needs to be in your life. If you if you feel like you can't go to them in times of problems in time of if you have issues then that is, that's probably not the person for you so it's probably time for you to move on from that person a real friendship a real relationship a real well-wisher should be somebody that you shouldn't feel any type of awkwardness going to them for help and vice versa and 
if if you ask them for help and it's something that they're not able to do because they truly cannot do it, then that's okay. And vice versa, if they ask you for help and it's something that that's that's beyond you, then that's okay, you know. But the most important thing is that you have somebody and 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 you have them and they have you. But do not figure your life with a bunch of useless people that are not adding to your life. Um, they're probably just taken. Those are people just sitting there collecting dust really they gotta go another thing that i do want to say is for people who are sitting at home and complaining about boredom this i think this is a very a perfect opportunity for you to do something new you know you can learn or pick up a new hobby or something new skill preferably something useful that can help propel you to be a better person maybe personally or academically or professionally something like that one of the things that i always encourage people to pursue or learn how to do is cooking I think cooking is, is a very, it's a universal survival skill that everyone needs to have, in my opinion, especially for men. The reason why I say especially for men is because culturally, a lot of men are expected not to know how to cook. You know, I remember growing up, I remember my mom would say things like a man does not belong in the kitchen. I've heard a lot of African parents say things like that. But the truth is, um, if you like to eat, you may want to learn how to make the food. Just like if you like to spend money, you may want to learn how to make money. You know, in a time like this, I'm not wasting my money going to restaurants and buying fast food and stuff like that. I'm going to grocery stores and buying my own food and stocking up my refrigerator and freezer, you know, and I'm not hungry at all. Matter of fact, I'm eating so well. It's crazy. I don't think I've eaten this well in a really long time. You know why? Because I learned how to cook at a very young age, as young as eight years old. I started cooking and my food is always so good. Every time people eat my food, they can't believe that I made it. But that's a skill that I had to teach myself, a survival skill that is definitely working out right now. And if I had the opportunity to be in a place where there's not a lot of cooks, especially men who cook, I would be the the person who would cook. And I can even start my own business. You know, it could be like a little side hustle while um, maybe like in college or having a different job or something like there's something to do on the weekend, you know, to save money, to make money and save money. So cooking is definitely a skill that I, I think that people can learn. And um, I feel like learning these new skills are easy, easiest now more than ever because of the, the Internet and the computer being available. So if you have a computer, if you have Internet, you might as well just start learning something new. You can learn a new language, you know, you can learn Spanish, French, um, Arabic, Chinese, whatever it is, you know, that can look good in your resume or maybe because you want to be able to communicate better when you travel. As a traveler myself, I've been picking up a little, a lot of little languages everywhere I try, I try to pick up little Hindi, little French, little um Swahili, you know, little things like that, little words here and there. I'm not fluent in any of these languages, but it's always very interesting when I meet somebody from those countries and they hear me speak one or two words or make a sentence from their language. It's usually it usually ends up being an icebreaker. So for people who are into languages or like different cultures, this could be a perfect opportunity to, you know, invest in a language software and start practicing a new language. You don't know how long this um lockdown is going to last if it's two months or three months or four months that's those are months that time that you can learn a new skill that could benefit you in the long run um, another thing too is exercising right now in texas all the gyms in texas have been shut down 
um, as directed by the governor of Texas. So you can start doing alternative exercise. I've been doing a lot of alternative exercise for a long time. And for people who don't know what alternative exercise is, for people who are not able to do the normal exercises in the gym that most people do, you come up with alternative exercises, maybe because of injuries. So if you do not want to aggravate your already pre-existing um, conditions, you come up with the exercises that um, can possibly get the same result but without causing you much stress and the reason why i say that is because um being in healthcare and living in america i i know that a lot of americans have a lot of pre-existing uh, pre-existing conditions so alternative exercises are very can be very useful again if you don't know what alternative exercises that you need you can also always consult the, the internet everything is available on the internet basically you know if you have a computer or you have if you have a computer or a cell phone and you have internet access the amount of knowledge that you can consume on the internet is just endless um, another thing is reading I have not really been a huge reader when it comes to books I read a lot I read a lot of articles and newspapers and stuff like that you know I consume knowledge as much as possible but for the past one year or so I've been reading books so that's something that I've been forcing myself to get into a habit that I've been forcing myself to get into I'm more of a visual person so I watch a lot of um um I, I I'm more visual and also more um more of hearing so I watch a lot of YouTube educational videos and also a lot of TED talks so because I like to hear things you know as opposed to reading them so a lot of the books that I read are actually audio books so that's something that you can pick up you know because there's a lot of knowledge um, just like there's a lot of movies and different genres of movies that you can enjoy, there are lots, lots of genres, genres of um, uh, books that you can read and enjoy. So you just got to look for it and maybe force yourself and to tr give it a try. You never know. And if it's not your thing, that's okay. You do more research to find out things that you're, you're na you naturally gravitate towards and pursue them. This is a perfect opportunity for that. Um, also, you can learn about online learning. I believe that everything right now is, is gradually going digital. You know, a lot of schools are, have become online. A lot of work have become online. This could be your perfect opportunity for you to acquire online education. Learn about online, you know, online research. Do research, research about online. You can learn about starting a business online. You can learn about how to start learning online. Learn about how to take a class online. Or perhaps it could be a family member, maybe an older parent or older sibling or older aunt or uncle in the, in the house who is not very familiar with the use of the Internet or the computer. This could be your opportunity to teach them how to serve the Internet, how to go online, how to research things, how to find things from, for themselves, how to pay their bills online without having to drive across town. You know, little things like that. So the Internet is a very powerful tool. And unfortunately, I feel like a lot of people don't use it to, to its full potential. I don't even think I, I use it to its full potential, but I'm all always constantly researching to see how I can utilize whatever it is that I have to get what I want. Another thing too people can do during this time is everything that you've procrastinated on, everything that you've put aside and you've been saying, telling yourself that I'll get to it, I'll get to it when I get to it, I'll get to it next week and then next week turns to next month and then next month turns to 10 years. This could be your perfect opportunity to get to work. You know, little things like houseworks, um, yard work, you know, things, fixing your car or fixing the, the broken fence or working in your garage 
you know, little things like that that you've been putting aside. Maybe this is the perfect time for you to do it, you know, instead of just sitting at home, cooped up at home. Another thing is you can research on your future. I do this a lot. Maybe also out of paranoia, but I'm always constantly researching in my future, trying to find out information on how I can grow. Maybe um, you want to go back to school. You start doing research on how you can go back to school. Start looking at re- schools around in your area or um things that you want to study in that school or how you're going to pay for that school, financial aid, loans, and stuff like that, researching career paths that you want to follow or how you can improve in your current career right now. Or maybe you want to change to a different career, start doing research, things that you've been thinking about doing or you've been telling your homeboys and your homegirls, oh, I'm thinking about doing that, I'm thinking about doing that, but you never really get to it. Perhaps this is the perfect opportunity to do things like that right now. Get on the internet open your computer and start researching. And also, this is a perfect time to start studying for tests. You know, for people looking to take the SAT, the MCAT, the GRE, the LSAT, whatever you want to call it in, in your country, this is a perfect opportunity. You can order flashcards, order textbooks on Amazon, or eBay, or whatever it is. Matter of fact, I do think that there are electronic versions on some of these um, these websites. I, I know Check.com has some electronic books and stuff. Um, even Apple has electronic um, books that you can study to help prepare for tests. So this could be a perfect opportunity. Make it a goal. You wake up in the morning, Monday through Friday, you know, or you can do Monday, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays for math, and then Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturday, whatever it is, um, for a different subject. But this is a perfect opportunity for you to be disciplined. You don't have anything else going on, so you might as well get busy, you know. So if you're sitting at home complaining that you're bored, it is your fault because you're literally wasting time. This is a perfect opportunity for you to get busy and do something with your life. Another thing, too, is um, during this pandemic, it's important to know that while you may not necessarily have the best outcome, you are better off than somebody else. So this could be a, be- a perfect opportunity for you to give back in any way possible. There's somebody else that can use whatever that you have to offer. And this may not necessarily be in a form of money or food or whatnot, even though those could be appreciated if given to the right parties. Um, like I'm doing right now, this is this is my platform that I'm giving back because I'm pretty sure whoever is listening to this right now could be inspired or, or know someone who can benefit from this. This is my platform, my, my own way of giving back, you know, and hoping to motivate and inspire somebody. I'm able to do this because I have internet. Once again, the internet could be a very powerful tool. You can find out information on who needs food, needs clothing, needs money. You can help somebody out. Like I said, starting with your close circle, the people in your circle, your friends, family, you know, the people who you love and they love you back, the people who you respect, the people who who are your ride or die type of situation. And if you don't have those kind of people, it's very important for you to start making real plans on having those kind of people in your life. So yes, look for a way to give back to the community in any way possible. Again, it doesn't have to be food. It doesn't have to be money. It doesn't have to be materialistic. It could just be as simple as being supportive, being there for somebody while they're going through whatever it is that they're going through. Because right now, mental health issues is off the roof. So you could be um, a shoulder for somebody to cry on. And while we're all social distancing and staying at home, it's important to know that this pandemic will eventually pass and life will get back to normal. How normal it will get back to is really dependent on how serious we take this problem right now. But when this problem, this pandemic is over and we go back to normal, I like to think that it's very important that we don't forget 
what this is like right now. It's important that we don't forget all the things that we've learned um, about ourselves and about the world um, and act accordingly in preparation in case something like this repeats itself. It is extremely important to remember that the human race is fragile. You know, I keep saying this all the time. We're so fragile. We don't control a whole lot of things. It's very easy for, for us to think that we have control over our lives, you know. But the truth is, we really don't. The The amount of things that we actually have control over are significantly negligible compared to the things that we don't have control over. So it's important to stay true to ourselves and make every second count. This is the end of this episode, and thank you very much for making it this far. Please follow me on Instagram at Let's Talk with Uche, and please feel free to send me an email at Let's Talk with Uche at gmail.com for support or advice. And also check out my website at Let's Talk About Us.org. Until next time, thank you.